This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 365 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, we're going to be talking about email marketing campaign examples to elevate your business. We're going to give you very specific examples of the types of email campaigns that you can run, as well as what should go into those and what you want to be looking for. I am so thrilled to have my guest, Martha, who is the CEO of Flowdesk with me. She was one of our fabulous sponsors for our fall IEA virtual summit. And I am thrilled to be partnering with her on this podcast episode. You are going to want to listen to the end because she has a fabulous announcement about how Flowdesk is offering free forms to grow your list. So if you aren't already taking advantage of creating an email list and making sure that you have people returning to come back to your content, you're going to want to take advantage of this. Let's dive in. Hi, Martha. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have a chat with you. So excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. No. So I want to just kind of jump right in. We're going to be talking about, obviously, email marketing campaign examples so that bloggers can elevate their business. But before we really jump into that, would you introduce yourself and your company? Sure. Sure thing. So my name is Martha Vital, and I am a co-founder and the CEO of Flowdesk. And Flowdesk is an email marketing platform that helps small businesses build their audience, design emails people love to get, and sell anything online. Perfect. Excellent. Yes. And you were one of our fabulous sponsors for our last IEA Summit. So we were so excited to have Rebecca actually did a presentation for us. It was just fabulous. So we wanted to continue this conversation that we kind of started in Summit and be able to share it with all of my listeners. Let's start off really basic though. What is an email campaign? What does that consist of? Yeah, I love this question because email marketing is such a huge world and the way we call things can be different for different people. So email campaign can be either uh, one single email that you send out to your audience and that's your campaign or it can be a series of emails Um, that serve a specific purpose or goal, right? So for example, I'm going to send a welcome email to new newsletter subscribers. That's an email campaign. Or I'm going to run a Black Friday sale and it's going to be a series of four emails that share different offers for different parts of my offerings. That's also an email campaign. Yes, and they all have a specific end goal in mind when you're creating those campaigns, right? That is correct. So there should always be a goal. And your goal could be share content, it could be nurture my audience, it could be promote an offer, sell, right? But yes, it starts with a very specific goal. Excellent. So what qualities should an effective email campaign have? Yes. Um, So number one, uh, it should be simple, right? Um, I I see this mistake happen a lot. um, When you have one email single email or email campaign that have a lot of different goals. So we just talked about it. An email campaign should have a single goal. So try to focus on one single action that you want your audience to take. Um, Speaking of that, it should have one clear CTA. What is a CTA? A call to action. 
aka the button. So focus on, you can have several buttons, but make sure that all buttons are asking for the same action. Um, and then it should, whenever possible, it should be personalized. So one of the things I love about your teachings is that you're always teaching your students how to make it very relevant and engaging and how to make it very personal. So in email marketing, you can do that. Um, there are um, There is a feature called personalization fields where you can say, hi, Martha. Um, and then if you can go beyond that, that's even better, right? So there is a tool in email marketing called segmentation that helps you uh, bucket if you will, your audience or create pieces of your pie based on your audience um, preferences and interests. So if, for example, I have a winery and I'm going to be sending an email campaign about my new red wine, um, it makes the most sense for me to send these to my red wine segment. Or if I'm going to send it to my white wine lovers, then I change my message a little bit to make it hyper relevant and personalized to them by saying something like, I know you love white wine. I thought if you're feeling adventurous, you might want to try something different. Here's what I recommend. So just to wrap up, simple, um, personalized when possible, relevant, right? So mar marketing is all about right message, right time to the right person. Um, and whenever possible, using segmentation. And these also helps you avoid marking as spam and unsubscribes and all these different things. Yes, I love that you talked about simple because that is also one of the biggest mistakes I see with a lot of clients is that they try to put all different links into their content because years ago it was you created a newsletter and it was like an update and it was for the month so you would link to 85 different blog posts and what I don't think we understand still is that people get overwhelmed when they have too many things and then they don't take any action at all so having one specific action I love that you said that and something that my listeners probably hear me say all the time and they're like oh you're so full of crap Jenny you don't know what you're talking about so it makes me so excited that you said the same thing. <laughs> exactly. And another thing that you always teach is how do you think about it as a business, right? So yes, first and foremost, this is an audience that we're building and we want to communicate with them in a very human way, right? At the same time, we're building a business, right? So we need to make sure that we're guiding, we're holding the hand of our potential clients to get them to take the action that we want them to take, right? And that is typically um, check out my offer, right? Or book a call or whichever your life cycle um, should look like, but making sure that you're first clear of what does your business need your audience to do. And a lot of times I think people feel like icky salespeople when, when using calls to action that are very um, quote unquote salesy, like buy it now, save your spot. Right. But in reality, that is actually adding value to your audience because what you are offering is something that they're interested in. Otherwise, they wouldn't be part of your list, right? And by making it so clear, like we have a very short attention span because we're living in this digital era with a phone on our hands, right? So by making it very clear, like, thank you for your time. Thank you for spending time to open my email and, and read what I have to say. I'm going to make it so simple for you. Here's my offer. If this is relevant for you, click buy now. Right. People actually love that. But I think it's the writer that sometimes we have these it's either imposter syndrome or we're not sure that we have a lot to, to offer. So it's more of a psychological, um, which I know you you touch on a lot. Um, but yeah, that's also very simple and very clear messaging and ask very clear ask. Yes, absolutely. I think that that you hit it 
exactly the way that I would say it is that a lot of people feel icky about sales. And in reality, if you don't give them the offer that solves their problem, you're actually being selfish. You're holding back something so that if you can make it as clear as possible for people to take advantage of being able to solve the problem that they have, why wouldn't they? And like you said, They'll unsubscribe. They weren't your people in the first place then if they're not going to buy. I think we forget that and we find unsubscribes often. We take them personal when we shouldn't be. So love that. How would you go about running a successful email marketing campaign? Like what would that consist of? Yeah, um, great question. So first of all, plan it. Second of all, don't over plan it. So a lot of times we get stuck into um, the world of perfection and perfection is the enemy of progress. So definitely take some time to plan it. I think it would help you know what your goal is. Um, not just goal in terms of I want to sell, but put some numbers behind it, put some metrics, right? Whether you hit your metrics or not, it's going to give you an idea of how you're doing. Um, and then it will help you evaluate future campaigns um, to see which ones were more successful than others and then learn what works for your business and what you should be doubling down on or not doing anymore, right? So so set a goal, not just like a high level objective, but add some metrics there. Um, and then, and this is like part one of planning. Part two is what will it look like, right? Like what what is the ideal journey for your customer when it comes to these specific objectives? So back to selling something, right? If back to my winery, so if I, I don't have a winery, by the way, I wish I did, but hypothetically, right, if I want to sell my new red wine, um, maybe I'm going to say, okay, well, it's been a long time since I've talked to my audience, so I don't want to send an email and right away make an offer. Why? Because it is also best practice to add value before you make the ask, right? So I'm going to send them my top pairing tips. So that's going to be part one of my campaign, which is educate, right? Part two will be nurture, right? To get them to really understand who I am and why they should even be talking to me and why they should be buying from me. So maybe my second campaign will be something like um, telling a story, right? Like sharing uh, behind the scenes on how I'm handling harvest season. Uh, maybe about a party that I, that I did where I invited my friends and family. And then my third email will be the ask, which is here is your offer and maybe it makes sense for my business to offer 20% off any um, purchases between now and the end of the month. Now, key piece here, make sure that if you are offering a discount or a promotion, you have some urgency because otherwise people don't feel compelled to take an action right away. And if you have an email campaign, time is truly of the essence, right? So, and it's one of my favorite things about this channel that you can actually, like for example, if you're publishing something on social media, people may or may not see it, right? But if you're sending something an email, you know your list will get it at the time that you send that email in their inbox, right? So you can count on that timing, right, um, in your favor. So so have a, a set end date for your promotion and then share your offer. Um, so then these would be the planning phase, right? What, what does the ideal journey look like for my potential client or customer? And then uh, breaking it down into what will that translate to in terms of emails. Um, Maybe, maybe it involves a, like other tools. Like for example, one of the things that we love um, to do in, in when we're running offers is we have a tool called Checkout, um, which is where it's sales pages, right? So when we send an email, we send we have a button 
that takes them directly to a checkout page, right? And then that explains the entire offer and it has the card fields right away so people can check out without having to go to some other website, right? So having that cohesive experience, not just from a planning perspective, but also from a tooling perspective helps. Um, and then once you have that clear in your mind, then it's time to get it done and execute. Now, when people jump into the phase two, which is execution, you're going to have doubts. You're going to wonder if it could have been more perfect, if you could have hired a designer, if you could have spent more time writing the copy, like all of this could have, would have, should have. And this is a key part to truly like running a successful campaign. Just get it done. Just put it out there in the world, right? Because this is not your first one, probably. If it is, that's great. Good job that you're getting out there. It's probably not going to be your last. And whatever learnings you learn, are going to make your next one that much stronger. But get it out there. I think the biggest cause of failure with email marketing that I see is people just not getting their offer out there. Yes. And I love the way that you kind of looked at a promotional campaign and broke it down almost into its pieces because it doesn't have to be straight promo. It can be that kind of, like you said, nurture and bring it all in. Because I think a lot of times when we're talking, we talk from the perspective of selling, right? Like your business, you want to be able to sell. But for some that, especially bloggers who may not yet have products or services, or they have a product, but it's not something they're continually running a campaign to. And they think, okay, how am I supposed to continue to engage with them if I only want to sell this product once a quarter? So what would be some of the best email marketing campaigns that we could use as an examples for bloggers that aren't necessarily looking to sell right then and there. I feel like you kind of started to touch on it with, you talked about educating. What would an educational potentially email campaign look like for that? And it doesn't have to be a series of emails. It could just be that one email like you talked about as far as a campaign. Yes. So uh, what I see a lot of uh, very successful bloggers on a platform do is have roundups. So they have dedicated roundups of some of their favorite things. So one of the really cool things that we can do as bloggers is curate. There's a lot of noise out there. There's a lot of information, right? So being able to curate what you've already found is relevant to your audience is very, very helpful. And a lot of times you'll think, okay, well, yes, I'm going to send them my, a list of my top five favorite products with my affiliate links. And how is that really adding value? It feels like I'm just selling, but no, because... And I love these types of emails because you just save me a lot of time and I trust you and I trust your curation. So, so to, a roundup email is always a good idea. Um, and especially if you tell your audience right from the subscription uh, form that you're going to be sending this type of content. Um, educational emails are always a good idea as well. So same thing. I think um, find out what your audience wants to learn from you. And one of the best ways to do this is to just ask them or even... Think about the times that you're talking to your audience one-on-one. -on -one. And if you're not doing this, seriously, pick up your keyboard or your phone and just every now and then reach out and say, hey, I noticed you've been subscribed for X amount of months, weeks, years. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to learn like what, what do you love? What do you not like? And what do you want to see more of? And just really start getting in the habit of um, talking to your audience or even like in your next campaign, you can add a little uh, section that says, uh, I would love to hear what you think. Feel free to reply directly to me, which is also an amazing hack for increasing your sender reputation and deliverability. But just learning what they ask you, like what are the top, top questions that they have when they talk to you? 
this is typically an indicator of what they want to see in terms of educational content. Um, so my favorite tool in email marketing for educational content is workflows because educational content uh, is best broken apart into a series of emails. And if you have to remind yourself to write those emails, um, it's just sometimes it's a lot of work and sometimes you may be inspired or not. So if you just take one day, say one Sunday, and you write down a series of seven emails, and then you automate them with a workflow and say, okay, these emails are going to be going uh, once a week on Wednesdays or once a month, right? Or you decide your cadence and you decide your conditions as well. So for example, if someone subscribes to this specific form, they get these series of emails. If someone um, clicks on this specific button, then they get switched to this different segment and they start getting, say, the red wine um, education series. So, uh, but yeah, but batching your work and and doing uh, an educational series is also really, really cool. Um, especially because I think a lot of the time we think of email campaigns, um, especially nurture and education, because we have we have the sales promotions, right? That are typically time-based. So it is Black Friday and here's my Black Friday offer. If you're talking about nurture or education, as, as you mentioned for uh, these specific uh, market, right, an industry, then a lot of times it doesn't have to be time-based. A lot of times it doesn't matter if you send it in November or not. So, so then the key here is, again, to batch your work and then automate it so that everyone is receiving your content, but not necessarily at the same time. So what does this mean? This means I have a pop-up form on my website or I have a form in my link in bio, right? Um, this is a very popular one with our bloggers as well, because a lot of the time, if you send someone to your website, they really don't engage. It feels very static where the LinkedIn bio is very dynamic, right? So go to Flowdesk, create your LinkedIn bio form, and then have a, you know, a little block at the very top that says, download my uh, guide to pairing red wine. They enter their email, subscribe to download that guide, and then on their timeline, they start receiving that workflow. So right away they get there, hey, welcome to my guide. Over the next few weeks, you're going to receive a series of emails that is going to explain how to properly pair red wine and some of your favorite foods. And then the rest is automated, right? Because you batched all of those emails on one Sunday with your coffee and the rain outside and you weren't gonna go outside anyway. And, and for the rest of the time, which is fantastic, right? Because you did not have to lift any fingers after that, Anyone that goes into your link in bio that subscribes to get your guide automatically gets this series of educational emails, right? So to me, that's my favorite because it, it allows your audience to decide what they get from you and when. Yes. And you can make those campaigns kind of connected to the guide that you're offering. So for some of you that might be listening that are maybe my painters or my DI wires or even my food bloggers when you're thinking educational you can also think inspirational i think for you know you're going to give them some ideas on how to do it but also inspire them in different things they could be creating so i don't want anyone to feel like well i don't teach that's not what i do that's not part of my content it's also you can use i feel like inspiring them kind of side by side with educating them so i just wanted to make sure we clarified that um Rebecca, you are offering a promo 
for Flow Docs. Can you tell my audience a little bit about that? Sure thing. So, ah, this is exciting. Okay, nobody knows this. So this is actually the first time that I'm talking about it outside of my internal team. Um, starting October 2, we are making all Flowdesk forms free. No strings attached, no hidden fees. Anyone can build a list for free. Um, and the reason why we're doing this is because uh, we see this happen a lot where a small business knows that they need to do email marketing eventually, but they just haven't started. And if they don't have a list, it doesn't really make sense to start paying for a solution. Um, so they start with something that they're not really excited about, a tool that doesn't really look on brand. Um, and then they have to switch and it's a lot of work. So so it ends up not happening. Um, and the hard thing about that is that, I mean, you and I know that a list is the foundation to a thriving business, right? To a profitable business, because this is what you own. Like ultimately your audience on social media can just like disappear overnight or there's an algorithm and you have no idea if you are planning this massive launch and doing all this hard work and your algorithm might not even work for you that day and nobody sees your post and then you're like truly sad <laughs> for not saying other words. So, so for us, we know that this is what makes a business um, really work and really successful. And we, we are really tired of seeing a lot of people not leverage this tool. So we really want to change that narrative. So we have, we have some people that are going to cancel their subscription and downgrade and not pay us anymore. And, and that's okay because we really do believe that this is the right thing to do. And yeah, so forms are free and anyone can join and sign up, go to floridas.com, start your account and have fun because it really is fun. The templates are stunning. And then beyond that, when you're ready to start sending emails, when you're ready to start selling online, um, we don't have a tier uh, pricing like other companies do where as you grow your subscribers, you start getting charged more. No, we have one flat rate. And doesn't matter how much you grow your list, we don't believe in penalizing you for being successful. Um, and when when you're ready to take advantage of that, um, then I really recommend that they use your code where they can get 50% off their first year, um, no matter where they are in their journey. Excellent. Well, we're going to link to those in the show notes so they can take a look at the forms and see exactly what we're talking about. For those that are unfamiliar with what a form should look like, Flotus has beautiful ones and they make it so easy in order to create them. So we appreciate that, especially for those of us that are design challenged like myself. Um, it makes it much simpler. Martha, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me and share all your information with my audience. I appreciate it. I had a blast. Thank you so much for having me. and. Yeah, let's do it. I know that email can often feel very intimidating. We feel like we are barging in on someone's email and they don't want to hear from us. It's difficult to sell. I hope this episode really helped break it down how simple it can be. It's not about always just selling. It's about educating, inspiring, and nurturing the people on your list so that they continue to come to your content. As well as I hope you will take advantage of the free forms that Flowdesk are offering. This is a new promo as you heard Martha talk about. We are just so very grateful grateful to be able to share this with you so that you can continue to grow your content. As always, we appreciate you all so much. And until next time, I will see you all then. 